Hello and welcome to Genetically Speaking. In our first season, we delved into the careers of our members within the American Society of Human Genetics. We had great conversations with genetic counselors, researchers, educators, clinicians, and more. We were able to explore their unique journeys and the impact they've made in the world of human genetics and genomics. If this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome and we're glad to have you here. For our repeat listeners, welcome back. I hope you hear something new that stays with you. Thanks for joining us in revisiting Season 1 of Genetically Speaking. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Chris Gunter, and I'm here with uh, Dr. Maurice Godfrey. Thank you so much for joining us it's today. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I love the bow tie, can I oh, just say? Yeah, Is that <laughs> like a, that's a fashion choice? That, that's what I've been doing for a long time, so. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little bit about what your current work and research are focusing on? Well, I'm no longer at the bench, but my, my work is geared to uh, exposing, uh, exciting, primarily American Indian communities. I work with Native communities from K through college uh, to find a path to health and science professions. And in some instances, just find a path to stay in school. Uh, I, I use science as the hook. Uh, as a science geek, I'm using science to get uh, kids excited about learning and whatever pathway they find, it's it's great. Just want them to recognize that uh, education is the key. That's that is great. So we should say that you're in Nebraska. I'm in right? Nebraska. Yeah. I'm at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. And you're primarily working with tribes that are in Nebraska. And in... uh, I work well. I work uh, been working since 2005 with tribes in Nebraska and South Dakota. Uh, so we spend a lot of time on the road. That's one of the things that's appreciated about what we do with our engagement is that we just don't phone it in or email it in. We actually spend time uh, in the communities uh, learning. Uh, it's it's definitely, uh, it's not, uh, I always describe it as we're not coming from Omaha uh, to cure all of things. It's how do we work together to advance the needs of your community and in one community may be very different than another community. But we also have a, a program uh, working with all the tribal colleges, and there are many in the in the plains, there are many in the southwest, uh, to engage uh, native college students and give them pathways if they're interested into into research areas. And so uh, that's so that's why our our work is started as a as a, a K eight program, and it's expanded to uh, to K sixteen. I, I I guess and more and more demands and more demand, and also letting the general public in these communities uh, know about how do you access health information or scientific information that's, that's accurate. Uh, the internet is full of things that are not accurate. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that a little. Geneticists, I think more and more of us, and I'm, I'm biased because that's what I do, science communication, are really interested in making sure that our work is communicated correctly and scientifically correctly, but there's so much noise out there. Yes. How do you deal with that when you're dealing with that? Well, it, it, it's hard yeah. uh, because they sometimes rely on uh, people that they know right. who may have misinformed them, yeah. and but they still the people that they trust. So building trust has been the, the cornerstone of our work with Native communities. And the fact that we do spend time uh, in the community, uh, we meet regularly in person, has helped to, to break some of the the, the barriers, uh, and uh, now we get more and more calls from from people. They, they, they not only they trust us, they know uh, who we are, and are 
willing to engage and are, are happy to engage. And we spend time in, in classrooms, uh, we spend time in community libraries, uh, things like that. That's so great. And do you, can you tell us about any of the um, concerns or issues that they ask you questions about that you didn't expect maybe going in? Or? Well, one of the interesting things uh, going uh, back to, to, to the beginning, uh, one of the big issues that is exists in, in Native communities is the notion of uh, of the historical trauma and how that has impacted for multiple generations now. And they would say things like, it's in our DNA. Oof. But now we really know that it is in the DNA. So they weren't thinking about epigenetics, uh, but they were describing it in in a community sense as uh, being part of who they were and who they are. And so that's been a, a very interesting realization. And now the question is, how do we, there's the notion of resilience, mm -hmm. right? So yes, you have this background, but how do we go past it? What do we do to get past it to work together? How, what tools can we offer uh, in, in getting things like uh, people from those communities into, into health and uh, in, in science professions. And we've been doing these uh, for one of our, our programs that started in 2005. We've had middle school students attend a summer camp program, a short, short duration uh, summer camp. And uh, we now have a student who is not only in college, but is on a direct pathway to, um, to medical school um, if she does well yeah. as in college, she doesn't, She's her, her acceptance is guaranteed. And it all started with getting these kids excited about science and learning and exposing them to a college campus, to meeting with uh, professionals at, at multiple levels, including genetics. Uh, that's my particular bias. And we have uh, some uh, some of the tribal schools we work with. We, we did a, a, a DNA day uh, many years ago now. And uh, we're always called to come back and because and, students are always changing, yep. come back and do the same program or similar program because we have a new audience. And, and genetics and, and genomics is, is something that is of great interest. So at this point, how many strawberries do you estimate that you have extracted DNA from? Uh, many. Uh, we've uh, extracted <laughs> more. Um, lots and lots of uh, strawberries. And I, I just did it with a, a group of, uh, uh, of Ponca. Uh, with the Ponca tribe oh, cool. with one of their after-school clubs. And the person who runs the, the club took some of the, the strawberries we had and some of the materials and went home and did it with her kids. And then some of her uh, children's friends came over one day. It was a snowy day, a rainy day. And, and what did we do, Mom? And, and one of the kids said, well, why don't we take get yeah. DNA from strawberries? So that is a really good way to, to engage the students and, and, and just... That, that first exposure. And then they start asking uh, lots of questions. And we do a lot of things with ethics. Ethics is something that's really important. Yeah. And it brings uh, a lot of thoughtful conversation. Absolutely. And so you're not necessarily doing hands-on things, but I call it minds-on science. Yes. And, uh, and you get a lot of uh, very interesting discussion from, from, from students thinking about this maybe for the first time. And, and wondering now, you know, with the, the advancing technologies, you wonder, uh, you know, what was science fiction at one time, the, the Gattaca thing, uh, which I 
use? Right. Uh, yeah. How close are we and should we get there? And Absolutely. who's going to decide? And, and the young people of today are the ones who are going to be setting policies not that far down the road. So they need to be engaged. And the sooner we get them engaged, the better. I like that minds on science. That's, that's definitely a takeaway. So um, what are some, you have obviously mentored a number of people. And, and I know you wrote a uh, blog for ASHG in November 2019, and you talked about the importance of mentoring to your life. So now as you're meeting with younger people, what are some of the skills that if they want to go into STEM careers are really important in your career? Uh, it's important for them not to give up. That there are challenges, and and sometimes I mean, we, as as science professionals, we face rejection all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. You get your grant reviews, uh, yeah. not what you wanted to hear. Your manuscript reviews, not what you wanted to hear. And so, young people need to build that resilience, that capacity to learn from, from, from the failures. It's okay. Uh, the world is not going to collapse. I work with some students who, uh, in, in a different context, who've never had anything lower than an A, and now they come to a college campus, and all of a sudden, they're hit with something that's difficult, and they don't know how to, to react. And it's, you're not going to be judged by a test or, or a grade in high school or even in college. Just keep on that on that pathway, be uh, con continue. Don't give up. That's the the, yeah. the biggest key. Just keep going, and 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 opportunities open up. The uh, and as uh, well, a person I spoke to many years ago, Cliff Pudry, who was at at, at NIH, who's native from uh, one of the tribes in upstate New York, uh, said, "You whatever you do, do it well, and people will notice, and that will open up." new doors, new opportunities. And, and so it, it really doesn't matter. Whatever your, your passion is, passions change. I was at the bench for many years, and now I'm in classrooms and in, uh, in communities, and it's invigorating, and you see uh, a different side of, of things. I'm not pipetting as much yeah. as I did, other yeah. than strawberry DNA. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, you, you're, you're energized by being around young people. I want to follow up on part of that because I think that's a message that is hard to see sometimes for um, people who are just uh, for younger trainees. Um, I, because I was taught that too, if you just do what you're doing well and people will notice you. But I think that's not a lot of the culture we have now. And obviously, I'm on Twitter and you know, there's a lot of you also need to uh, promote your science and, and use that to reach out to people. So do you see those going hand in hand or? Well, I don't do any uh, social media, any wow. and anything yeah. like that. Our our contact is now that doesn't mean the people I, I, yeah. I work with don't yeah. don't do those kinds of things because they do. Uh, but that that actually is a very important tool that we use to keep connected to students who've been part of our our programs over the years and to learn where are you now? How did what you did as an eighth grader impact you now that you're finished college? Uh, and even pathways to to college. We've had it, when we first started, very few students uh, even thought about college. Uh, and in, in in many instances, I mean, in, in some of the communities we we work with, you're looking at high school dropout rates of fifty percent or more. Wow. Uh, so if we can just energize, we, one of the schools we worked with some years ago, we were part of a program that we did, and we were just part of it, but hundred percent graduated. 
and the rest of the school that were involved in other things, it was about 50%. So if, so maybe we were preaching to the choir in a sense, but at least we gave the choir additional tools to keep going. Absolutely. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, which is important. So it sounds like so much of the work that you do is it, it brings you a lot of fulfillment, which is uh, right. excellent. But what else do you do outside of this career to, to look for hobbies oh, or fulfillment? So yeah. Well, I... I um, I, I hang around the house. My 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 <laughs> wife hopefully will retire this year, so we can then she could travel with me to these lovely places more than than she could. I play golf when I can. Of course, I'm in Nebraska, so this time of year uh, yeah. we've got snow all, snow all over. Yeah. And uh, my new laboratory, even though it was my old laboratory is is the kitchen. Uh, the kitchen is kind of a natural laboratory, so I've I've enjoyed playing in the kitchen all these years and I, I still do. And are you, so in my old lab that we had an analogy that um, you're either a molecular biologist, which is more like a chef, meaning you can just throw in a little bit of this or a little bit of this, or you're a cytogeneticist, which means you have to do eight minutes exactly and it has to be exactly the same oh, way. No, which I, are you? I'm, are you? I'm not a cytogeneticist. Okay. I, I'm a I just, baker, so I'm yeah. more like a cytogeneticist. Yeah. I, I just try a little of this and a little of that and, and sometimes it works and uh, sometimes it, it doesn't. Yeah. So uh, I admire and, that. I and, have to and, be like exactly. And, and, and my sons are the uh, are, are are the test uh, guinea pigs for my 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 creations in, in quotation marks. Sounds like a brother. Say, yeah, man, don't do that again. Or uh, <laughs> oh, what did you do? And then, they, and then they go to their houses and 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 try it out. So we should all come to your house. That's what. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so what what um where do you see things going in the future i know you're doing a lot a lot of work with engaging tribal communities etc but i want you to take a step back around where do you think genetics needs to go where do you see going where do you, where should we go? well i think where where it's it seems to be uh, going i mean i i'm always curious because of my my background in rare disorders and yep. and uh, the molecular biology of, of these things and and of course i've become much more engaged in the ethical issues that uh, uh, have have arisen sure and uh, so I, I I follow that as as much as I as I can I I think the the, the questions you know we're opening up a, a, a brand new world potentially of uh, common disorders and the genetics of common disorders and 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 maybe genomic types of, of treatments and uh, access to these and so those are very critical questions that uh, I look forward to following uh, the people on the ground doing the work. Absolutely, and it also sounds like part of what you would be passionate about is making sure that everybody gets a seat at the table. That's very important, that, that at least their voices be heard. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we try. Yeah, absolutely, and I know, obviously, now I work at NHGRI, and that's really important oh, to us as well. Right, sure, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Oh, we appreciate it, Dr. Maurice Godfrey. Thank you for doing the podcast with us. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Genetically Speaking. Join us again next week for another episode. 